Support for this podcast comes from Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Tearing up the open road on your motorcycle is your thing. Keeping you covered is our thing. Feel confident with protection starting at $79 per year. Plus, did we mention the discounts like safe driver or bundling? Go from riding to thriving with the wind at your back and potential savings in your wallet. Get a motorcycle quote in three minutes or less at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy. Not available in all states. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hi. Let's talk about what we learned today. Yes. This is a show where we talk about kind of whatever we want, relationships, kids, anything really. But I want to say that we are not physicians. We are not psychologists or counselors. We are parents that have been together a long time and have a lot of kids. And so all the things we talk about are just experience and and our experience, not necessarily your experience. So (laughs) that's what it is. And today, our special guest is ourselves. I'm Chris. And I'm Jessica. And this is nice. This is like a little date for us. Yeah, it is. Date night with microphones. Yep. So, uh, what have you learned today, my darling? What have I? I well, let's see. I, or this week. This week. Yeah. Uh, two things come to mind. One is that uh, Duncan can now play Catan Junior. Yeah. And he can play it like on his own. Like he can actually play it to win. He has a strategy. And Duncan is our three and a half year old. <laughs> yeah, he's three, and he's playing like a, a board game that has to do with like trading and figuring out like development and stuff is really fun to play with him because he's so little we really intentionally raise little gamers we do and we don't go easy on them i feel like there's a few little rules that we kind of come up with for ourselves when we're playing like zingo or something like that Mm -hmm. which is a bingo style game but when it comes to like Catan jr i'm pretty ruthless yeah and zingo is our go-to starter game yes that's that i usually introduce depending on the kid at around the age of two and a half. Yeah. yeah. And they love that game. It's a they really game. do. It's fun. It is fun. <laughs> we like to play games with our small children that we also enjoy. So that's like one of the requirements. Yeah. I mean, we'll still play a game that we don't necessarily enjoy with them, but we really like to stock our shelves with things that we also enjoy. And Zingo is one of them. It's, it's fun at any age, I think. It's kind of like playing bingo but with little kids. Yeah. And there's a little twist to it where anybody really could win. There's like a little extra bit to it. So it's fun. Yeah. The other thing I learned this week is how much Luke, our one-year-old, loves ball pits. (laughs) I was not expecting that. And I don't know why I wasn't expecting that because all kids love ball pits. No, that's not necessarily true. I totally understood. Like I, I wasn't expecting him to either. I thought it would be a little bit too much. I thought it would scare him a little bit or that he'd be in, indifferent. But I, I felt like more likely he would get a little scared of it. And like we would just give him a ball outside of the ball pit to play with. But he was so happy. He was prancing a lot around like a little dog, like a little puppy or something. Or and, like just splashing And not balls. just that, but his cousin who is almost two and and Duncan is three and a half. And they were in there too, like kind of roughly playing. Like I wasn't. I wasn't scared for their safety, but intimidating to most babies. And I was very impressed that Luke really held his own. Like, I don't think I could say that about him with every situation, but man, he did great. Yeah. He loved (laughs) the ball pit that we, we set up for his birthday. It was so much fun. And it was so funny watching him just prance around. Like we vlogged it and it's, it's on our vlog, but I feel like even in person, it was even more like, he was ridiculously so happy. cute. Yeah, it was, he was so cute and so happy. It was really wonderful. Why do kids like ball pits? Oh, man, I like ball. Who doesn't like ball pits? What are you talking Why about? Why do we like Is it because there's like a million of something? And there's a mystery. You're just like playing in the mystery fun time. I think that's why I don't like it now. Like <laughs> yes. now I feel like I'm going to like <laughs> step on a kid. Or, oh, or something worse. Or find a dead something in there. Oh, no, don't even go with dead. Uh, I just was worried about squishy. Like, oh, finding something squishy. I don't want it. I don't. You don't want a squishy ball pit. No. That's the moral of the story. So I feel like this week, speaking of like what I learned, I feel like this week was a lot of like doctor's appointments for us. Yeah. And and, and check-ins. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it's funny because Luke turned one year old and it's like, okay, what are you doing for the birthday party? What, what are the things you're doing? And it's like fun and presents. But also from the parent perspective, 
It's we had our one year well baby visit for him, which yeah. included things like shots and just all these technical things. And then um, for Luke, since he has a chromosomal micro deletion, we also had his like annual report that we did. He did like with his he has physical therapist, he has an occupational therapist, he has an early interventionist, and then he has like somebody who um, organizes all of that and then connects us. And so because of that, they did all this like assessment of mm -hmm. him. And then we had meetings about that. <laughs> it was just like a lot of that. It felt like we were doing just like business all week about the business him. of a one year old. The business of being one year old. Yeah. <laughs> and we have <laughs> <laughs> enough being a baby. Let's get down to business here. <laughs> exactly. So there was a lot of that. Um, and I, I hope that I keep keep up with it well this week because it was it could have been very overwhelming it was like a lot of paperwork yeah. a lot of follow-up with more specialists and extra you know like hearing evaluation and eyesight evaluation things that we have to do a little bit more in depth for him and um i'm trying to connect with a, a speech language pathologist which i don't know if it will be necessary or not i keep i'm keeping on the edge with it because yeah. i i'm being told by some people that his occupational therapist is enough until he's 18 months old. And then I've seen some great comments online saying, no, really pursue the speech therapist. So um, I don't know. I called the one that my doctor recommended, but I haven't received a call back. So I'm just kind of waiting on that. It's really a toss up. Like he said, he does seem yeah. like a, a little too young for it, but at the same time, like his, the milestones that he's at are a little, little further behind so it would be nice to give him like a jump start going into yeah. speaking yeah and i'm it's it's part of the program that we're with they they either um they'll cover it at 18 months old in where we live um but at this point it it has to be kind of recommended by his pediatrician and then we cover the cost which we're fine with it's just a question of like is there a speech therapist in our area that even does well with a 12 month old? Because yeah. it seems from what I'm being told that it's just like not done. Like everyone's like, no, not it's not at least here. And apparently in other States, maybe other countries, it's done very often. And I think it's like the difference between an occupational therapist role and a speech therapist role in different places. But I don't know. So that's what I'm pondering this week. Like as a parent, I'm like, should I do that or is that too much? Because he does have a lot of intervention and he does have a lot of people speaking with him and interacting with him. So I don't know. You spoke a lot about this on our um, our vlog channel this uh -huh. last week. You, there, his uh, one-year update goes into depth about it. And we're super proud of Luke and everything that he's accomplished in his one one year uh, in terms of like hitting milestones and and. Uh, things that he has been working on that he's achieved, like pulling to stand and stuff like that. And I also uh, really want to say that I, I'm incredibly grateful for the resources that we that we have. Yeah. The, the, that there there is an occupational therapist and a physical therapist and an early intervention uh, specialist that are uh, helping Luke and yeah. helping us to to help Luke and and. It, I don't know. I'm just so grateful for that. And here we're in California and those things are available to us through the County Regional Center and specifically because we got a diagnosis for him at a young age. So I would highly recommend pursuing a diagnosis and talking to your local, your county um, regional center if you are concerned about your child um, and getting a jump start on helping them. Um, for us, the services happen until three years old through the regional center and then things kind of change and I don't, I don't know we haven't been there yet but I would recommend looking into it at an early age before the age of three years old if you have reason to believe that uh, your child will really need extra assistance um, I really recommend pursuing that as best you can um, at that age because it, it can be so helpful like they've been absolutely amazing and the services they provide are free or they make sure they're covered by your insurance I don't totally understand but they they arrange it all and make sure that it happens and it's been absolutely amazing I was a little concerned at first not concerned but like wary of doing the micro array uh, testing on him which is mm -hmm. a genetics testing he, he in his early ultrasounds, we saw that his his uh, cerebellum had a different 
size on one side versus the other. And then when he was born, he had some issues. And our pediatrician said, combining all of these issues and the cerebellum, I think I'd, I'd recommend you get this testing done. And it was it was it seemed kind of expensive at the time. It also like I just wanted to like have my baby and like just be okay with that. I'm so glad we did the testing. Yeah, I'm so it, glad. It like changed his life to to have that diagnosis and to ha- have the resources now because of that. And it's and just I think that amazing. Like, as far as the expense is concerned, the hard thing about it is it's unclear what the expense is. Right. Like they're like this could cost a lot of money, but maybe your insurance will cover it. And you like get the test first, and then they tell you how much you owe. Like after you've been waiting to get the results, but before you get the results, <laughs> it's like, what? But then it, it ended up that our insurance really did cover a lot of it. So um, it wasn't, it wasn't as big of a deal. And, but we didn't know, we didn't know if it was going to be like thousands of dollars and yeah. it wasn't, but um, we had to start the process in order to figure out how much it would cost. Um, and that was, I think, very intimidating. Like it just, was. <laughs> that would be the, like a big thing to kind of stop me because you're it's so confusing um and it looks like it could be like many thousands of dollars and you're just like is this going to tell me anything i don't even know what this is yeah um but it was it was really wonderful and very helpful and nowhere near as expensive as we thought it would be um the other thing about it is that it's very simple it's just a cheek swab so it's not and there's no there's no blood there's no needles nothing like that it's just it's amazing that they can get that information that level of information off a cheek swab yeah it's amazing fascinating so (laughs) i think we went a little bit off on a tangent it was great (laughs) i had a great time (laughs) but this actually leads kind of into what i wanted to talk about and that is that luke just had his first birthday and I've been a little nostalgic about giving birth to him. And I wanted to talk today about my experience with childbirth with any of my children. And um, yeah, I guess your experience with my childbirth experiences of our children. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but before we get into that, let's see if we... Support for this podcast comes from FanDuel Sportsbook. It's March. And if you've ever filled out a bracket before, you know one team can ruin everything. That's why this year I'm betting the bracket on FanDuel Sportsbook. On FanDuel, it doesn't matter if you're betting a top seed or an underdog, because your first bet is risk-free. Yep, you heard me. New users get up to $1,000 back in site credit if your first bet doesn't win. And with games day and night, your next chance to score is only minutes away. So when do you win? You don't have to wait for Bob and marketing to collect all your money. Nope, you get your winnings in as little as 24 hours after the buzzer sounds. Just download America's number one sportsbook app and sign up with promo code DANCE to get in on the action. That's FanDuel Sportsbook. Code DANCE. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only for $1,000 risk-free bet. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you have any sponsors today? Okay, so childbirth. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're going to do most of the talking on this one, for sure. I might. I was like, oh man, I hope I don't totally rob the conversation. But I feel like you've got some great stories too, probably. So I'm going to go to Twitter right now. Um, I have a bunch. I have, I think, 113 questions on here. We probably won't get to all of these. Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, Okay. I'm just going to pick one at random. Ooh, question roulette. (laughs) Um, Luetia wants to know, what is the most stressful trimester? And I'm going to ask you that first. You're going to ask me that first? Yes. And this isn't childbirth. This is pregnancy you know what i i am going to say unpopular opinion first trimester oh okay because there's this like unsure if like something's gonna go wrong Mm -hmm. um and all all the the newness of pregnancy starts up like the morning sickness starts up the um which is too cutesy of a name for it i know but that's what everyone knows it as so that's what i'm gonna call it and um cravings sort of start up and like i don't know it's like i don't i'm, I'm i feel like i'm kind of like dancing around going like what what is helpful i don't know and even when it's our fifth kid it's like i don't know what to do to help you but yeah. whatever you need and it's always the wrong thing when i come up with it on my own so i'm just stuck on you calling that an unpopular opinion that is my like solid answer oh really a hundred percent first trimester i think is the absolute worst um because of basically what you said mostly um psychological stress and just like fear on my part 
Um, we have experienced pregnancy loss four times. So um, it is not, it, it's just like, that's all that's going through my head the whole yeah. time. And also we typically try to keep things quiet as long as we can and private between us. So there's like this psychological turmoil we're going through without being able to share that yeah and also like sickness feeling like me feeling just nauseous and it really does just feel exactly like you have the flu and like any other time you feel the way you feel in the first trimester um you get to you take the day off work you don't go to school that day it's like i have the flu i am sick and when you're pregnant (laughs) you're just pregnant and it's so cute and like go okay go continue on with your day you're like no I feel really bad this feeling means I should be resting and like trying to make this feeling end but it just feels very never-ending um until for me about 17 weeks but that varies some people feel it the whole time some people don't feel it at all um but I would say pretty solidly for me it ends at around 17 weeks yeah. Yeah. So, no, I don't like the first trimester at all. When you said that, I thought you were going to say the second trimester. Because, like... No, second trimester, <laughs> you're like, you, you, the average is a little bit better for you in terms of, like... No, but when you said it was the unpopular opinion, I, I was like, the only answer there could be the second trimester. Like, that would be the only unpopular oh, opinion okay. for worst trimester. So, it's, a, it's one or three. It's That's one it. or three. It's one or three for sure. And for me, it's definitely one. And then three just has its own issues, but you know, like a baby's coming and yeah. it, you feel the baby moving and there's so That's much magic. like, there's so much magic. It's like so much mystery and you're, I wonder, I spent a lot of time like thinking how the delivery is going to happen, the labor, like what's going to happen. And I get like really caught up in that. Um, and sometimes that's bad, but it's also fun and feeling nauseous is just always bad. <laughs> So, like, there's no two ways around that. Um, Okay. Next question. A lot of people ask about recovery from childbirth. So I see Rosie is saying, how long is recovery and how painful is it? And I think there are a few more in here. I saw somebody else ask how long you have bleeding for. Hmm. And I also saw somebody ask how long... Uh, the recovery is for a C-section versus a vaginal birth. And um, gosh, the answer is it's different for everyone and it's different for every birth. So what I can say is typically, I've I've never had a C-section, but typically a C-section is considered to be a longer recovery, a more difficult recovery, um, However, I I will also say that your sister, Colleen, like I can't speak for her. I have no idea. But she was the only person that came to mind when I thought of like possibly a longer or more difficult or equal difficult recovery to a C-section. Like I don't really know, but I know that she had a lot of tearing um, and and had a longer recovery than I have had. And so I... (laughs) Like, I want to say almost always a C-section is much more of an arduous recovery, but everybody's different. Yeah. It depends if there's complications too, right? Yeah. If if there's some like internal issue that happened. Right. Well, and I feel like that's kind of what happened with Colleen is that she had complications. She had significantly more stitches than I've ever had. Um, So there was more to it, but I I still don't know if it was more than a a C-section or not. I just know that it was, she was dealing with things a lot longer than I have had experience with. Um, and I will say bleeding, um, I don't know for a C-section, but I, I feel like it's it's around four to six weeks. And I feel like in the what I've had is bleeding for like three to four weeks, and then it goes away. And then around six weeks, it starts happening again, and it's like really confusing. And I call my doctor, and my doctor is like, oh, no, that's fine. <laughs> But that's happened, I think, the past two births for sure for me, where it's like it kind of went away and I thought it was done, but then it really wasn't. And it was like, I thought it was alarming, but it wasn't. Even for you, you had similar births, all all five kids, but the recovery was slightly different. Like, 
It's just slightly. different, I feel different like, from birth to birth, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, it definitely, it's definitely different from birth to birth. And, you know, it depends on the child. It depends on how the child, um, the size and then also the positioning. It depends on just if there's anything specific happens in, in the delivery. Um, Parker was very large. He was like nine pounds, nine ounces. Um, but I still think it was fine. Yeah. No, I don't think there was like a huge difference any of the times. Cause I'm, I try to be really hands-on helpful when, when mm-hmm. it comes to the recovery stuff. Like, um, so I was aware of it. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't really up close and personal, but I was handing you things and warming up bottles and things like that. To help. I, I know that my doctors have told me with a couple the earlier births that I had one or two stitches mm-hmm. and that was it. And I think they were internal. I didn't see them. I didn't have anything to do with them. I just knew that they were there and that they'd go away on their own and like, don't worry about it. There's some like going to the bathroom, like you don't wipe with toilet paper when you've had, when you just had a baby and you have stitches because, well, (laughs) I won't go into the detail. I mean, you can imagine, like you don't wipe with toilet paper, but you're cleaning yourself off with like a squirting bottle, um, kind of like a bidet style. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that. Um, With Luke, I delivered intact, which means that I didn't have any tearing at all. Like he just kind of came out in one push and, um, I did not have an epidural, so I just, like, I just delivered him. And, and then it was kind of like my body, if anything, was kind of returning back to normal. Um, and it was a very easy recovery. Like, there was almost nothing to recover that one from. Seemed, that one seemed like, from my perspective, at least, like, the, the quickest and easiest recovery for you. Yeah, like, I'm trying to even think. I, I, there was bleeding. Yeah. But it was very, it was very easy. Like I was shocked when you stopped asking me to hand you things through the bathroom door. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I stopped, um, I didn't take like medication even usually after for like a couple days you take like Motrin or Tylenol. I don't know which one. It's one of those, but one. We're not physicians. I just can't remember. I know one works with breastfeeding, one doesn't. And you know, the doctors tell you what to take, but I feel like it's something like Motrin. And, um, even then I was like, you know, I really don't need this. And I just really didn't need it. I have no problem taking it, but it was just very unnecessary. I I felt fine. Hmm. Um, and I, I don't know if part of that too, was that he wasn't nursing very much. Um, so I wasn't having like, you, you get contractions after delivery and that might be something that could be new to people to hear that. But your uterus is going back to, it's returning to its normal size for several weeks after having the baby. And doing that um, is, is triggered by, it's, it's triggered by nursing a lot of the time. So you feel those contractions as it's shrinking. And then a lot of times when you're nursing, you'll kind of feel it stronger. That's when it'll really like ramp up. But with Luke, I wasn't nursing. So I did wonder if I wasn't feeling it as much because I wasn't nursing at the time, even though I was pumping. So I don't know. Female body is so fascinating. It is. It's wild. Just like all these things that trigger other things and make things happen and then <laughs> things happen in the right times and they do yeah. th- like, what? Yeah. It's, it's really amazing. It's a mystery. Yeah. Um, let's see. Next question. Did I answer all those questions? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure. Sometimes I like stop myself after talking a long time. And I'm like, did I even answer kind of the question? That I was don't being remember asked? what the question was, but you answered it was something. Like for recovery. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at ballpark, how how long was your recovery with your your pregnancies? I feel like I just it depends on what you think of as recovery because bleeding takes a while. You're kind of you're dealing with stuff like yeah. you're you're doing bodily maintenance so that's there for like six weeks and also your placenta detached from your uterus and this is for everybody like c-section vaginal whatever um your placenta detached from your uterus and you have a like gaping wound that has to heal so that zone is is considered like in healing and up for infection if anything were to go near it so you have to be just careful for six weeks while your body is healing. Like mm. no matter what your delivery is, like even if it was an easy recovery um, for the actual de- like birth, 
your body has to heal and you have to like get nutrients. You have to take care of yourself. You have to take it slow. Um, it doesn't mean any that it doesn't mean that you're not like a super mom like you just have to take care of your body because it is healing even though it's you don't see it yeah like it's on the inside but you're healing i think that was a shock to me as a husband too you can look up the next question if you okay. want but to me that as a husband i didn't realize the recovery time after the birth i thought it was like now we have a baby yeah and now we just move on with our lives having a baby now we're parents yeah but it's like no now we're parents with a recovering half of us is recovering from something major that just happened to our body. And, um, yeah, I feel like I was better equipped with our later kids to like be supportive in that way. Mm -hmm. But I feel like with the first kid, it was like, okay, I'm back off to work. See you later. (laughs) And, and then I was like, oh no, this is like, there's, I got to be here and helping with this. This is, yeah. this is important. Cause I feel like with Bailey, didn't you want to return to work? You didn't because you'd gotten laid off. Like, yeah. thankfully, <laughs> but I feel like you wanted to return after a week. Right. Well, I think you get you, the, the society or whatever, like it kind of seems like you can. Yeah. It gives and you I, like the illusion. And I had to fight it when, when Jacob was born with mm-hmm. my other job, I was just like, no, I am not coming in until my wife's recovered. Like it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And that, caused a lot of problems <laughs> but thank you because overall it was better right oh so much better yeah yeah i would rather be good with us and our kids <laughs> than me with my job or like my yeah. boss you know it's always so wild to me that you go from being like third trimester completely exhausted like that time like Especially, you know, Luke, I had at 38 weeks and that was my earliest, but especially like in that realm of 38, 39 weeks pregnant, it's so physically taxing. I was, I'm always getting like zero sleep. I'm not eating well because I have such bad heartburn. It's like hard to eat anything. And you're just so exhausted and thinking about like, when's the baby going to come? And you know that as soon as the baby comes, it's like, you're going to have this labor and delivery which is also exhausting like you go from being completely exhausted to doing like a very very difficult taxing thing to then going into having a newborn baby (laughs) and also recovering like it's just such a condensed amount of time and it's just it's a wonderful and it's draining and exhausting and it's like you want to do everything but it's also so exhausting. I don't think there's so anything much. anything else I would lose that much sleep over. Yeah. You know, like anything else I'd be like, it's not worth it. I'm going to <laughs> bed. Forget it. Um, and that's just my, like, I can't even imagine what, what you were going through in terms of like having to go through the the labor and delivery part of it on top of the the sleep deprivation that comes after it. You know, it's wild. It's wild that people can do that and they do it every day. Yeah. Like people are out there doing it right now. Yeah. It's nice. (laughs) Sorry, all you new parents. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's just amazing. It's like something that's like you can be in awe of, I think, because really we, we could, we couldn't do that normally. Yeah. Like, but you're just in this super powered mode. Brooklyn says, I don't know if you've had an epidural, but if you've had one, how much can you feel while on it? I have heard some women can say they can feel pressure and the baby coming out in a not painful way. And then some women say they can't feel anything at all. I love to talk about epidural versus not epidural because I feel like um, I, I, I'm just one of those people that has had both experiences. And I yeah. think that that's really cool. Um, I will say going into this, there's no judgment on how you choose or end up delivering your baby. So um, if if you are going to deliver a baby someday, but I just want to make sure that that's very clear. Like if you want an epidural, like go for it. If you want to go natural, go for it. Like you do you. I fully support like all kinds of child birthery. (laughs) And I also will say if... If someone tries to tell you that there's only one way to do it, like whatever it is, and also they want to sell you something, like I wouldn't recommend trusting them. So that's like a big red flag to me. Um, Anybody who says like you have to do it this way, 
when it comes to having a baby, like, and, and also is like, and buy my book and here's my program telling you how to do it. Like, not cool. I don't like that at all. It makes me very uncomfortable. And um, I think that it's wrong personally. Um, don't come at me. <laughs> but um, I will say I had an epidural with Bailey, my first child. Mm-hmm. And I had it when I didn't need it. And I I went into it going, maybe I'll go natural. Maybe I'll have an epidural. I don't know. I don't care. Like whatever ends up happening is fine. I kind of wanted to try natural though, but like not desperately. It was just kind of like, oh, I'd like to try that. So I got like to the middle of the night and things weren't going that quickly. They had induced me because they didn't know how large she would be. And things had kind of stalled. I think I was about five centimeters dilated. I wasn't feeling any contractions. I was fine. They said... And this wasn't a great hospital either. So this isn't all hospitals, but this was this particular experience. Um, They came in and they said, you need to get the epidural now because our um, anesthesiologist is going home and will probably get stuck in traffic if you wanted them back at some random time, but it's the middle of the night. So get it now or don't get one at all. And you might feel terrible pain. We're not even going to tell you what it's like because that's your experience. And I, I didn't, I hadn't felt a single contraction. Like it was my first pregnancy, my first experience with labor, and I didn't know what it was going to be like. So I was kind of like, well, I guess I will get it because what if I don't? And I don't, I don't know what this is going to be like. So I guess I should just do it. And I, I feel like I was pressured into it and I, it's too bad that hospitals do that. You know, it was a hospital in Los Angeles. I feel like they should have had access to medicine, but um, I don't know. So anyway, I did feel a bit pressured. I don't think that that was necessary to have said like they won't be able to come back and this is your only option. But I went with the epidural and my experience was that First of all, I wasn't feeling pain. So I I feel like when it's not there relieving pain, it's kind of like the focus is on the discomforts of the epidural. So that was my experience with it. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, thank you, epidural. You did exactly what I needed. Oh, what a relief. It was like, oh, I don't know. Should I get this? I'm kind of uncomfortable that I'm getting it. And and then it didn't fully take. So um, it's not that I felt pain. It's that I, my feet felt like they were asleep. So for hours, my feet felt like very tingly. And I had people like hitting them and stuff. And it was so strange because they just felt like they'd fallen asleep and I couldn't make it stop. And then also because of the epidural, and I did not realize this at all at the time, um, but because of that, there was then a line in my back and I had to like like an, a drip, like an IV epidural line in my back, um, which meant that I had to accommodate for that when I wanted to lie down and rest. And um, in order to do that, you have to kind of like shift from side to side. And I just, I don't like that. Like I don't like (laughs) um, having restrictions on how I will be trying to rest, especially when I'm ginormous pregnant and um, feeling a lot of feelings anyway. So it was just kind of like, it wasn't a terrible experience. It was just kind of like uncomfortable. Like, why am I doing this? I don't really need it. Like what, what's going on? Like it, and it wasn't great. Like it was just like, uh, I don't, I don't really like this, but it wasn't, it wasn't terrible either. Like I'm, I'm not trying to like bash the epidural or give a horror story. It was just like, it wasn't necessary. And it gave me more discomfort at the time than relief just because of the timing of it. Um, and then, um, we, I, I went into active labor. I started, uh, pushing and like doing, <laughs> delivering the baby. And the really, really, truly wonderful thing about the epidural and why I'm so glad I've had an experience with one, um, is that I felt like Christopher got to be present with the actual delivery of the baby. Yeah. So <laughs> he was down uh, he could. I, it was like, oh, can you see the head? And he was like, I can see the head. Oh, I just felt the hair. There's hair, and like he he was like there and watching the baby being born. And it was like I could talk to him, and it was like really magical. And I was, and they'd be like, push. And I'd be like, okay, I'm pushing. And I think there was some pressure. I wouldn't say that there was pain. Yeah. Um, I would say that I was able to push. It felt like a good delivery. It felt like a very good experience. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was uh, on my side. Yeah. <laughs> my side was just like yeah. I was really in like the doctor 
encouraged me to be like more involved in that side of it. And yeah. it was really, really neat. Um, yeah, Bailey's birth, I, I will always cherish that. It was such a cool experience. And I don't feel like I hear people talking about that when they talk about an epidural. It's all about pain relief or not. Yeah. And the epidural gave us the gift of Christopher being able to be like very present with Bailey. And we could talk. And we you could, and I talk. could talk. Yeah. In between yeah. pushes, we were we were talking to each other about stuff. And yeah. And I feel like when you well, I'll let you go into the flip side <laughs> of it. What happens so, with no epidural? So that's the epidural. Those are the pros and cons. And and it was a really nice experience. However, in my next four births, I've chosen not to get an epidural. And this is personal because my body, I found out in the next delivery with Jacob that my body can deliver very quickly. And also I don't feel contractions. Like in that, in that birth experience with Bailey, the reason I hadn't felt contractions is because I really don't feel them that intensely until around the point of my water breaking. So you were having them. You just didn't feel them? I don't, as as strong I don't know. as you thought you were going to, or something I, yeah, like that? I, I guess so. Like with Jacob, like I honestly went in going like I can't tell if I'm in labor. I think I'm having all the signs. I think we're having things like this. Kind of, I'm assuming this is labor, but I don't know. And and they always say in the books like, oh, you won't be able to talk through them. You, you like you you'll be able to tell. And I, for most of my childbirth those experiences, have not been able to tell until about 20 minutes before the baby is actually born. So I have learned for myself, and this is me, this is definitely not everybody, but for myself, um, up until the point of what's called active labor, where you're like seven centimeters dilated, I don't feel much. I just have to kind of guess that I'm in labor based on like physical symptoms, um, such as like a mucus plug and which, which can happen two weeks before going into labor, but like things like that with contractions with like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, I often like my biggest stress is not knowing if I'm in labor or not, but basically I walked in and I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm in labor with Jacob. And they were like, yeah, you are. And I was like, okay. So we went up and I was like hanging out with Gwen and Trent. They were in the, that's Christopher's brother. And I was like, oh, my water just broke. Like we'd been talking and hanging out. I had no medication. Um, I was like, oh, it broke. Uh, You guys should get out of here. They got to check me because it's like a big, bloody, warm mess. Um, (laughs) And I wanted to keep some things private. Um, And then the next contraction hurt. Like I was like, oh. And like I'm talking about like, all my muscles kind of cramp up and I get very like so tense where I'm like, I can't move. I can't, people will have to move me. Um, and I get like, (laughs) I get very tense and doctors and nurses, they start, they go like, Oh, well, can you get into this position? Can you be here on the bed? Can you? And and I'm like, no, no, I can't do that. I can't do anything. (laughs) And and that, (laughs) that's one of the hard parts for me is that I don't know how I'm physically physically going to like respond and it doesn't seem like a very good response (laughs) but um I don't know you got a baby out of it (laughs) well I mean like in those first contractions where they're very painful yeah um it's just a lot and um then I deliver so quickly that there's really there's no place there's no time for an epidural and I go into my I've gone into my more recent labors now going like hey I'm I'm always like I'm fine with getting an epidural, but I don't need one because if I'm going to have intense contractions for 10 minutes or 20 minutes, I can handle that. Hmm. If I were going to have those contractions that I have experienced for an hour or two hours, which is more typical, mm-hmm. I would totally get the epidural. Like I have no issue with it. It just doesn't alleviate the the issue. Like it's just not a fair trade. Okay. Like the epidural seems like more of an inconvenience than not getting one. So I opt to not get one. And um, with Luke, man, he was one push. Like, and most of my kids, I think, I don't know. What do you think the longest delivery, the longest pushing phase? What do you think the longest pushing phase was? Bailey. Yeah. And how long do you think that was? It wasn't that long. It was maybe 20 minutes. Maybe. Maximum. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then Luke was the fastest because it was it was just yeah. one. 
But I feel like Duncan was around two or two. Jacob was fast too. Jacob Jacob was almost too fast. Yeah. The, there's two of our kids. The doctor didn't make it into the room. Yeah. So two of our kids were nurse deliveries. Yeah. And that was Jacob and Duncan. Yeah. And and that's the thing. It's like I really look fine to nurses, to family yeah, members. Yeah, you catch them by surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and then as soon as I go, like, and, and I know this now. I think I learned it at Duncan. As soon as it's hurting, I need to be checked because I'm probably 10 centimeters. Yeah. And I usually will go like, oh, okay, it's hurting. Check me now. And then even, gosh, with Luke, I remember feeling that and going like, can you check me? No, it was this was Duncan, actually. I was like, can you check me? And they were like, sure. And she was like, oh, you're. And I thought she was going to say, like, you haven't changed at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ready. I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. Maybe I shouldn't have asked her to check me. And then she was like, you're ready to push. <laughs> and then he came so fast and nobody else was like, it was nurses delivered him. Yeah. It's very interesting. I I, I enjoy having babies. I, I, I think it's like a really fun day. I always think of pound puppies. Like, like what you're you the mom of a pound, of a pound <laughs> yeah. puppies? Yeah. Surprise! What are you gonna get? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of want to circle back to to the dad's perspective yes, for please. Uh, just no, a second about about non epidural at least no, for yes. us. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm so is glad. That, is that with Bailey? I was very involved in the actual like the her coming out, yes. like her her the experience of watching her yeah. be born. Yeah, with the other three four kids. Um, I got to see Luke a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Cause it was such a, and I'm going to put it in quotations, easy birth. Yeah. Um, because I think that you, the doctor was there. Yeah. Because the doctor <laughs> was there for that one, <laughs> but that I was 100% focused on supporting you. I was yeah. up at, at, at your head and like getting you anything you needed. If you needed water, if you needed ice, if you needed a cold towel, if you wanted that cold towel as far away from you as possible in that moment, <laughs> um, if I was helping you breathe, if I was giving you something to focus on it, I had to be 100% not distracted and just focused on you during that time, which is amazing. I was so happy to be that part of that birth, but um, it's different. There are two different types of birth at least in in our our birth experiences yeah i feel like with the epidural you're down there yeah (laughs) seeing the baby and no epidural you're here like you're in my face or like a foot away from my face if i'm like get out of my face (laughs) but for the most part like you're getting me um i i know i get like very hot and Mm. very cold and i'll be like i'll get he'll get me washcloths to cool me down when i get very hot um and then very immediately you <laughs> get that away from get me. Get that away. Right. It's so interesting. Like your body, like it just goes through all these shifts. But I know you're kind of like right there with me. And you. Ha- it's a very intense short amount of time where we're just like very focused on my needs. Um, but I do think that that's really, it's interesting, that shift. Because it's absolutely, completely different. Yeah. And that, to me, is the biggest difference between an epidural and a non-epidural. Literally. the partner's involvement. Literally everything else melted away. I forgot we had other kids in the room yeah. until they... So Bailey was in the room for Duncan being born. And then everyone but Duncan was in the room for Luke being born. And I remember both times being surprised hearing their voice. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're you're still here. Oh, okay. Like... That was the plan, but I just yeah. forgot everything but you. Well, it wasn't, yeah, it was It was what we knew was happening. I wouldn't say yeah. it was the plan necessarily, <laughs> yeah. but it was a quick labor. So they ended up being all in the room. But I will say that's another reason why, um, one of the several reasons why we don't, we've never filmed one of my births. Like yeah. not even for us privately, because we're so heavily, like we're doing the birth together yeah. like we're so 100 percent in it i kind of like even if it was for my own private um like just to have i actually have always wanted to kind of have that like a filmed birth maybe on the next kid well we never i don't know if we've talked about it before but like i, I would you want to hire someone to no <laughs> i would want me I'm to the, do it i am the kind of person every, everybody has their own like um what they want their birth to be like i don't want anybody else in the room aside from like my kids and my husband 
And I don't want like a mother there, mother-in-law or sister, like doula or photographer. I kind of was like on the edge. If if my friend Katie was available, I was kind of like, okay, maybe you can be in the in the delivery room. But luckily, like we didn't even have to get there because I think she was out of town. But <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. I just don't. I don't feel like I want anybody else in the room, but I really want you in the room. And then like, I like that the kids are there. Yeah. And I, I was kind of thinking like, maybe we could put like a camera, like on a chair, <laughs> even if it didn't film me, but it just like, we just heard it or something. I don't know. Like, I just, I feel like I want to remember it. And I, I, I think really back to it all the time. Pointed at our kids on yeah. the last one. <laughs> yeah. Just because their reaction was so amazing. Yeah. Um, like, it was I don't know, even pointed thing. to like almost nothing, I'd still want it. But I think our hospital doesn't even allow it. So yeah. we'd have to like have the sneak camera, which isn't really That's in our, our character. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I really do want that. Like, I don't know. I don't know if we'll have another baby, but it's well, we'll find that out actually wanted. today. Why um, are you doing a pregnancy no, test? I have What's a, going on? What I are you ha- talking about? I have a quiz. Our quiz for today is going to find okay. out how many how many kids we're going to have. I was going to say, as far as I know, I'm definitely not pregnant. No, I'm no, not, no, no. Like, <laughs> sorry, that threw me off so much when you were like, well, we'll find out today. <laughs> Today's like, the day. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm definitely not testing to see if I'm pregnant right now. And I'm definitely not pregnant. No, so. we're taking a BuzzFeed quiz. Yes, the, we are. The most Hello, reliable BuzzFeed. pregnancy <laughs> predictor that okay. exists. Okay, all right. All so right. What's, what is this quiz? I'm so excited. Well, if you're tuning into this podcast, chances are you let curiosity drive your life. Introducing the redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross. For all of you who want to go wherever your ambitions take you, this changes everything. The new design has upgraded human connectivity with a head-up display in Mitsubishi Connect app, which lets you start the car remotely, lock and unlock, get maintenance reminders, and more. Mitsubishi Connect also works with smart speakers like Amazon Alexa or Google Assistant. On the outside, the Eclipse Cross features super all-wheel control with four driving modes and a suite of advanced driver assist systems, meaning smooth, reliable handling. Plus, the Eclipse Cross just looks cool. With its coupe-like design and perfect size, it elevates the compact SUV department. It's the sleek, modern, and safe choice, designed with humans first. The redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross. Drive your ambition. Learn more at MitsubishiCars.com. We're going to find out. We're going to find out right after we take a little break. So today we are going to do the BuzzFeed quiz. This A to Z baby name quiz will reveal how many children you'll have one day. One day. So we're going to find out how many children we're going to have. Oh, we're going to put them to the test because we already have five. Don't tell them. Okay. Okay. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick our favorite name. I I bet the most kids you can have on this is like, Three. You might even have more than three. Oh, maybe. Three plus. Oh, if it's a plus, that's going to feel like such a... Okay, let's see what happens. Okay, let's see what okay. Happens. Uh, so the, these names of A, and I feel like this is going to cause arguments between us because we Ooh. have different styles of na- like We have wildly the, different styles of naming people. The names that we've chosen were the only names <laughs> in that time period where we actually agreed. True. And like even then, we were like, should we? Okay, yes. Okay. And and I will say, looking back, I love all of our kids' names exactly yes. how they are. And they match them yes. perfectly. And I love yes. it. Yes. I agree. All right. Letter A. Letter A. Aurora? Are we doing the whole alphabet? I What's going so. on? I think so. I think we're going through all 26. <laughs> okay. All right. Aurora. Go. Aurora, Alex, Abby, Austin, Allegra, Aiden. Is this boy or girl? What's going on? Doesn't, doesn't say. All right. Aurora. You're going to go with Aurora, huh? Yes. I probably would have gone Aurora or Aiden, but I think I'm going to go Aurora. Yay! Okay. All right. Clicked it. B, Brian, Bianca, Betsy, Brunello. Is that how you say that? Brunello? I've never heard that name before. It's kind of cool. New, new for me. Billy or Bella? Ooh. Bianca. I kind of want to go Brunello just because oh. it's so strange and I would different. do Betsy. You're doing okay. Betsy over Bianca? I no, like I Bianca. No, I would do either. I I'm going to do... go with Bianca. Okay. Okay. First choice. C, Chris, <gasps> Charlie, Cleo, Cody, Claudia, or Chip? 
Cleo. I go with Chip. That's a good name. It's such a good name. I, I feel like it's hard because it's not saying if it's a boy or a girl. It doesn't matter. It's just a kid. I mean, it would matter for me like how I would name my child. Yeah, I think I'd name a... a I, like if I was having a boy, I don't think I would name him Cleo. Right. But if I was having a boy, like I would then... But there's nothing Chip. wrong with being a boy that's named Cleo either. Like No, I'm just saying like I would name it differently depending. So so which which one do you want to go with? Cleo or Chip? We'll do Chip this time around for okay. you because you... I like the name Chloe. Do you like that name? Yes. Okay. Uh, D, Dante, Dave, Daniel, Damon, Dolly, or Danielle? Dolly. Dolly? I don't know. I've got a friend with a kid named Dolly, and it's like, I, that that gets me. Dolly's but, my great-grandmother's Oh, yeah. Name. See, I was thinking about your family. That's uh, why I was thinking it. That That's a points against it in oh, my mind. Okay. Oh. Not, not that I didn't like my great-grandma. It's just like, that's Wait, all I think about. What do you like there? I don't know. I'm just not really drawn to any of those. I mm, think Dolly's like the most. Maybe Damon is cool. Daniel. See, I like Daniel. It's good, like... I don't like, no. No? I mean, it's like, I'm not, I don't like not like it, but I don't think I would name my child mm. that. I think I would name my child Dolly. Okay, we're going to go with Dolly. We're going to go with Dolly. And some of that is based off of like knowing people with those names. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like your name is Chris and I'm not, I don't like naming kids after the parents. Some mm. people like have to name them after the parents, yeah. but I'm like the opposite. Okay. So like, that's why I didn't choose Chris. It's not like I didn't like the name. It's just like. Okay, I'm going to mispronounce these names. Eloise. Eloise, okay. And Bailey, by the way, loves that name. That's Evie. She... El okay, so Eloise, Evie, Ethan, Elena? Elena. Elena. By the way, we just had Damon, and now it's Elena. And you guys who watch Vampire Diaries, you know what I'm thinking. They, th The person that wrote this probably watches yeah, Vampire sure. Diaries. Eli. Eli or Evan. Man, there's some good names here. Once again, it would be helpful for like the boy or girl differentiation because I love the name Eli and I love the name Eloise. And I think I'm going to go Eloise. Hmm. I'd go Evie. I think that I... reminds me of a like a Pokemon. A Pokemon? I think there's an Evie Pokemon. Oh. I don't know. That's all I could think of. Eloise, huh? What What's your second choice? Eli. On Eli? I, uh, yeah, both of those are good. I'm going to go with the Eloise. Okay. F, Fifi, Francis, Fernando, Flynn, Florence, or Fred. Okay, we got to go with Flynn. Yeah, Flynn, I guess shout we, out. We do. We it's do. a great name. Too. We wouldn't Solid name our name. kid Flynn because there is a Flynn, but if there wasn't a Flynn, we'd probably name one of our kids. Yeah, Flynn. we'd be into it. It's G is Greta, George, Gigi, Grace, Gavin, or Grayson. So I knew we'd get into this where like some of the letters just had like all really good names, and then some mm -hmm. of the letters were like names that we were kind of like, eh, I don't know. Um, so I'd, I'd throw out Grayson. Okay. I like that name. I like so much. I like the name George. I like the name Grace. I like the name Gavin. Um, and let's, let's do Grayson. Okay. Grayson. I've suggested that I think for all of our boys, by the way. Oops. Well, it's grown on me. Grown <laughs> on me. H Hannah, Henry, Holly, Hamish. Is that how you pronounce that? Mm, <laughs> Hunter, yeah. Heather. I shouldn't be the one reading. these. <laughs> You're doing good. Okay. It. Anytime we're, we're doing like a live, I always mispronounce everyone's name. I'm going to go with Henry. Henry. I love the name Henry. I've also thrown that out for all of our boys. I do like the name Heather, but I'm going to go, I'm going to say Henry as well. Thanks. That's good. Solid name. Solid name. I is going to be Isaiah. Isla. 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 Yeah, that makes sense. Like island, but yeah. without all the extra letters. Ivy, Isabella, Isaac, Ivan. Hmm. It's tricky. See, this is one of those ones where I'm not like super like aggressively into any of these. I actually, now that I know how to pronounce Isla. You want to go with Isla? I like Isla. I was leaning towards that too, except oh. for the struggle she would have with mis mispronunciation her whole life. Yeah, she'd get over it. Okay, Isla. J is Jemima, Jaden, Jack, Jimmy, Julia, or Jesse. Jack. Jack? Solid over Jaden? Yes. Okay. No offense, Jaden. I like I like the name Jaden though. I love the name Jack. Jack's pretty. The good. only reason we wouldn't do Jack anymore is because we have a Jacob. Yeah. K is Knox, Kai, Jimmy, Kylie. That's Kimmy. Oh, what did <laughs> I Jimmy say? Jimmy starts with a J. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Sorry. I no, I like it. I see some of the letters and then I just guess the rest of them. <laughs> uh, Katya or Kevin? I feel like you're gonna say Kevin. 
We almost mm. we talked about naming Kevin Jacob is a Kevin. good name, but I've never thought of the name Knox, and I kind of like it. It's a good name. It's a celebrity name. I feel like maybe an Angelina Jolie baby is named Knox, but I don't know for sure. Hmm. But yeah, do Knox. It's very popular these Knox. days. Okay. L. Lucy, Liam, Laughlin, Letty, Lucinda, or Lucas. I think we have to go with Lucas, Lucas, right? Yeah. But I do like Lucy and I like Liam as well. I've never heard of a person named Laughlin. I know of the city. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard of anybody named that either. They could have gone with a lot of other names, you'd think. But I do like the name Lucy a lot. M is going to be Max, Michael, Madison, McKenzie, Millie, or Matt. Hey, Millie. Shout out to Millie. Um, but I'm going to say Max because that's one of those names that I've actually thrown out for all of our boys as well. That's I really like the name Max. But you, Max you is good. That. I like Madison as well. But I'm going to go with Max for this quiz. This time and this time only. For this quiz. <laughs> no, you've, for used up, you've used up Max. <laughs> there it goes. N is Nicole, Norman, Nellie, Nathan, Nick, or Nadia? Oh, Norman. Um... I don't know. I almost want to say Norman. <laughs> it that, reminds me of um, Muzzy because there was a song. It's like I'm Norman. I'm Norman. I don't remember that. It's but... really good, um, but, but in German, and Norman, it's like really good. Norman's such an old-fashioned name. Yeah, and usually I mean, I, I'm the I, one picking the old-fashioned names. I feel like I'd actually say Nathan. I just was like feeling drawn to the name Norman. Okay, let's go with Norman from Muzzy. O is going to be Oscar, Olivia, Oliver, Ophelia, Orlando, or Owen. Oh. This a lot of good ones again. Yeah. Ophelia. That's right? your choice? Is um, that? It might be, but I really love the name Owen. I wanted it's only going to... Owen's been one of my suggestions for all of our boys. Ophelia is just going to make you think of that song. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. That was playing nonstop when Ophelia. we lived in Canada. So Owen? Okay, sure. Owen, okay. But either I would, I would have been... P is Peter, Penelope, Patrick, Poppy, Phoebe, or Pablo. Okay. So... Parker was almost Peter. That was a, a name we were discussing hmm. for Parker. And it, it, it had to be one or the other. Like if we had a Parker, we knew we could never name somebody Peter because then it's Peter Parker. Yeah. Um. So I do like the name Peter. And I actually like the name Penelope a lot. And I like the name Poppy, who's also a relative of yours. Yeah. Um. I don't know. What What are you leaning towards? Because I'm Penelope. Okay. Let's do Pen- okay. Penelope. Cute. I like to pronounce that Penelope. Sure. That's like what in my we brain as a joke. Time. I like to think of it. It's like funny that. that a joke to you is me just like trying, struggling to actually pronounce a name. <laughs> You're <laughs> no. like, well, I'll pronounce it wrong just as a little joke for myself. <laughs> I, do. I just think it's a fun thing to like think about that it could be <laughs> pronounced that way. But Penelope is a much prettier pronunciation, but I like to say Penelope. Let's do Q, which is Queenie, Quinn, Quaid, Quentin, Quincy, or Quill. Again. Great name. So much fun. I love a Q name. A Q name is pretty fun. Man, we talked about naming Luke Quentin because he was our fifth. And mm. Quint, like five, like it's very clever and fun. I like all of this. Let's well, do Quentin. You like Quentin. And then because Quint, Quinn's on there, but that's short for Quentin. Like that you could get both yeah. out of that. Quaid is fun. Um, And Quincy is They're all, all fun. They're all good. Okay, Quentin. Go Quentin. Okay. R is Riley, Rose, Rebecca, Rory, Ooh. Remy. Or Rachel. Again, great ones. I would say I, I lean towards Rory. Hmm. But I'd be open to Rose or Riley. What about you? I like Remy a lot. But uh, Rory's pretty good. We could go with Rory. And a little shout out to Rachel also. Hey, Rachel's Rachel. a good name. But we've already got a Rachel. So... S is Sophie, Sam, Sage, Sarah, Sebastian, or Simon. <gasps> I know Sebastian. You're gonna choose Sebastian. It's I don't like know one of my wh- favorite names. I don't know Please. what. Please, we're gonna choose it for the name game. At least give it to me for the name game. Okay. Do you not I like lo- the name Sage or Sophie? I like all of them fine. I love the name Sebastian. All right, Sebastian, it, it is. Sebastian. T is gonna be Tim, Trinity, Theo, Talia. Tilly or Tyler? Tilly. Millie and Tilly were on this. I know. That is, that's really wild. Okay. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I like Tilly and I like Tyler and I like Talia. Tyler. Mm. Probably Tyler. Tyler. 
Yeah. Trinity was, is pretty fun too. I like, like Theo because it's like for Theodore. And the and only Teddy. the like, only I reason love... like Tim or Timothy is out it's is because my dad. Tim so, Taco. Tyler. Tyler. Okay. You is going to be Ursula, Ulysses, Uma, Usher, Unity, or Uria? Ur- Uriah? I would call that Uriah, but I don't know. Uriah. I know that I've seen that name before. How would you pronounce it if you were making a little joke? (laughs) I don't know. uh, Yeah. Um, Let's see. I would say Ursula. Ursula. I don't know. It reminds me of the villain from Little Mermaid. But we knew an Ursula in college and she was really chill. I like Unity. Yeah, we did know an Ursula and she was really, really. She was a cool person. Yeah, she was a cool person. She was not like the villain in The Little Mermaid. (laughs) Not even slightly. Um, I don't know. Let's... mm, Ulysses? Yeah, let's do Ulysses. Okay. Good old Ulysses. (laughs) Ulysses. (laughs) V, Vince, Vivian, Victoria, Veronica, Versace, or Victor? A long time ago, we used to be friends, but I... Haven't thought of you lately at all. Are you not getting this reference? It's a Veronica Mars reference. It's a Veronica Mars reference. So Veronica's the one? Okay. Okay. I'm so disappointed that you left me hanging there for so long. That's okay. I was trying to think of something clever to say in in response. Sometimes I do that. W. Wilbur, Winter, Wally, Wendy, Wade, Wanda. Now, Wally, which could also be Walt or Walter... Was something that I I had pitched for a child at one point, and Wally is my favorite version of Walter. Yeah, that's what that's how I pitched it. I was like, oh, it could be a little Wally. Love it. Um, yeah, but I actually like the name Wade probably yeah, Wade, better. Wade's but a stronger I'll, I will name. Give you Wally. No, no, no. Let's do Wade. Let's do Wade. X is gonna be Zylona. Oh, this is gonna be a fun one. Go ahead. Six of these, huh? Six Z- X names. Okay. Zin Zinia. Mm-hmm. I think that was pretty. Xavier. Legit. Xander, Zavi, or Xena? I mean, Xander, Xander really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's go with Xander. Okay. Uh, y is going to be Yara, Yuri, York, Yasmin, Yolanda, or Y. How are they figuring yeah. out how many children we're going to have based on this? I don't know, but like, we're what? two letters away. <laughs> so we might as well finish it. But, okay. Okay. Yara, Yuri, York. I think York. York. Z is going to be Zane, Zelda, Zachariah, Zoe, Zara, or Xander. A lot of fun ones. I have a friend who has a Zelda, and I think it's such a cute name. Zelda's a good name. I Are like we going Zane. with Zelda? Uh, I like Zoe. I like Zane. I like Zelda. So you choose of those three. All right. Let's go with Zelda. All right. I don't know if the camera angle has changed at all because we had to switch the battery out, but we're about to find out how many children... How many children we're are we going to have? have based be on six, seven? a bunch of random so we, names. Are we stuck with just five? <laughs> or are we going to go for more? I don't more? know about this science. What's going on? Okay. So I'm going to Zelda. Zelda. Okay. <laughs> oh, interesting. We got to get rid of one of our kids. <laughs> Terrible. Four. Four. You're going to have four kids. Wow. They're so certain. They're so... <laughs> it may seem like a lot. Well, I'm telling you. Gotcha. But but they'll definitely find ways to keep each other busy and keep you on your toes. This is the weirdest idea. Like, who thought I'm going to say a bunch of names and it's going to lead to how many children you'll have? I like, I feel Maybe... like like personalities of children or like like the, there could have been a lot of other final answers. Yeah. To choosing names. But the amount exactly well, maybe of children. like the personality that you have of like, oh, you choose these kind of like wilder names. Maybe you're <laughs> like, or like more trendy names and you aren't going to have as many kids because you're more of like a business person that's like doing it this way or like doing your life that way. I don't know. Everybody lives their lives their own ways. But guess what? They were wrong. <laughs> they, were... they were already wrong. And we <laughs> For, might not be done know... having kids yet. So... <laughs> Four wasn't bad, though. Like, I feel like I bet they were like, no one could possibly have more than four kids. Four is the max kids. Right? <laughs> so, like, I think we probably hit the max. I thought that, that was a lot of fun, though, going yeah. through baby names and stuff. It was. I love I haven't baby done that names. in a while. I love baby names. They're so much fun. Except now, like, I, I when I, did I ever tell you that when I was a kid, like, when I was 10, I used to hang out in bookstores and just read baby name books. 
Yeah, we used to do that together in like high school. <laughs> right, that, I know, but like when I was even younger, before we were even dating, like, and I mean, I wanted kids, but I also just, I think I just really like names. Yeah. Like I really like reading about them and seeing all the different meanings. Like I just think they're really fun. And it's really interesting to me because names that I love when I'm not pregnant, I have completely different opinions on when I'm pregnant. Does it get too real? I, no, I, I think I think it's like, I, I honestly think it's like a hormonal shift or something because it feels so different. It's not like, oh, now faced with the reality of this name, like, oh, mm. it's terrible. It's like, I actually will have a different feeling about the name. Like, an, like, a, a, like my body feels differently about it. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So I think we've gone over our actual like typical episode time. Hey, I could, I have so much more about birth I want to talk about. There's so many questions, so many good questions. We'll have to do a part two. Yes. Or three or four. Yes. I mean, we have so many kids that there's a lot to talk about. And I'm sure if I, if I do ever get pregnant again, I'll want to talk about this stuff all the time. Yeah. So I guess there's that. But yeah. I really did like, I, this, I really want to talk about this. It's fun. It's so fun, fun to talk about. It's fun to yeah. like have those memories and stuff and like talk about it. So that was inspired by Luke turning one year old and just kind of me being very nostalgic about that. Um, but what's coming next? Like what's next happening week this is, week? The I'm podcast comes out right before Halloween, like a couple days before. Next week's podcast. Next week's po- podcast. So okay. we'll probably have some Halloween theme. Yeah. So if you have a Halloween theme question that you want answered, please leave it in the comment section or you can hit us up on Twitter. I am Ballinger Family. Jessica is Ballinger Mom, and you can use the hashtag L-T-A-W-W-L-T, which is the first letters of all the words of let's talk about what we learned today. And yeah. I always wonder how many W's. No, I'm always like, two is it W's. two or is it three? Okay. It's what we. Two. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about what we learned today. Yes. So, L-T. Ah, L-T. Exactly. Um, but... I know I know our next child who will be on the podcast with us will be Jacob. And I know that he really wants to talk about Disney themed stuff. Okay. But I don't know if he'll be next week or later. Like yeah. I don't know I just don't know if Disney fits into Halloween or not and like how that's gonna work out. So we just don't know when Jacob's gonna be next, but he is the next child. And we don't know if we'll have a guest or anything. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It's always a surprise. It's always fun it doing is. the podcast. So thank you so much for joining us today. And we will talk to you next week.